Happy Tuesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri. Joined as always, we got Eric Ruby over here to my right, your left. We got DJ Danielle behind the Mac. And now you're probably watching live or listening back on audio. And if you're listening on audio, you're like, well, I, I expect Totri and Eric to be tucked in comfortably in Studio B. And we're here to tell you that we're in Studio A, guys. We've got an offensive line recruit, which means we got bumped up to Studio A. The man from Tucson himself, Mike Luke, is over in B. He has laid claim to that studio today. So we get a we get to chop it up in A today, Eric. Yeah, I think it's 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 fitting. You know, we usually hold it down, but they come up here. They say, I don't know if the, the U of A show is right for the 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 big stage no, yet. No, no, no. I'm kidding. They're I'm not kidding. ready for the big uh. stage yet. Nine wins isn't good enough to be yeah, over here. Yeah, that's right. Number number one, in the nation's not good enough either. No. But meanwhile, we got we got recruiting news, baby. We oh got yeah, nil news. We got a baby. lot to get into. Arizona State locking in uh, one specific offensive lineman recruit that we will talk about here in just a little bit. They're also in play for a handful of other class of twenty twenty four players that could definitely have a big impact on an Arizona State team that does have a few positions of need. A little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking about some potential transfer targets, maybe some other positions of need that you would like to be uh, filled potentially by guys with a little bit more collegiate experience than you're getting from some of these class of 2024 guys. We're also going to dive into the latest update as it relates to the Sun Angel Collective. Got some big news there. Um, as it relates to hopefully some more finances for Kenny Dillingham and company to potentially go lock down some players. We got Sharon in the chat. Claim that hometown turf for ASU studio space. That's exactly what we're doing today. Look, Mike Luke, we love him. We disagree with who he supports as an athletic program, but we're all family here yeah, at it, PHNX, right? It's it's, a, it's an interesting dichotomy. That's a, it's a big word right there. Probably people who went to U of A won't understand it, but it's an interesting dichotomy between the ACU and U of A because we do want to support each other, but at the same time, it it's just the way that it goes, man. It's just it's cats and it's dogs. You just don't get along like that. Look, uh, me and Mike Luke's rivalry has been described um, the way Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, just <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually just, all we talk about just, is how you guys are like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So much history, but be- between the two of us, you know, two goats in their own right, oh just God. constantly going <laughs> back and forth. No one's, you know, most people love Brady. Uh, there, there's the aspect of Manning that you know gets people interested. Wait, so who's One who? of the smartest. Court. I'll let you guys go ahead and decide who you think uh, is Tom Brady, who you think is Peyton Manning in this whole argument between me and Mike Luke. But before we get into the recruiting news, hit that like button if you're new here. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five star review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. But Eric, let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into the commit that Arizona State got late. Last night, we've got an offensive lineman. Let's go. My goodness, does Arizona State need plenty more? The one we're specifically talking about, though, he's got one hell of a name. So apologies in advance if we butcher it a little bit. But he is three-star offensive lineman, Falivava Saluni. He is 6'5", 272 pounds. He's an interior offensive lineman committed to Arizona State. From Hawaii, uh, now he had a couple of other offers from Boise State, Cal, Hawaii, Montana. Um, obviously, the most notable on that list would be Cal and Boise State as other you know, major Power 5 programs. But, Eric, to go out there and, and get a guy that is a big interior offensive lineman, I think that's something that really fans in Tempe that watched Arizona State football last season saw the need for. Now, not, not to go out and say that he's going to start right away, because right. from my understanding... 
And again, I, I could be off on this, but again, my understanding is he will be on a two-year mission uh, after high school. So mm. just something to keep in mind okay. moving forward. But to get an offensive lineman um, just at that size, I think is huge, just in confidence for Arizona State. Yeah, he he also goes by Suka is a, is yeah. a nickname, so that's what we can refer to him here because we'll we'll get his name right. We tried to at find the point. actual pronunciation. At some point, we tried to find the actual pronunciation, but it just it's not anywhere. So we're gonna call him Suka. But yeah, like you said, six five two seventy two. And if he has a couple more years under his belt before he's actually going to end up at ASU, like, yes, he he will be on a mission. But at the same time, that gives your body more time to develop. And if you're an offensive lineman and you know for a fact that you're going to play football after that mission, you can probably keep yourself an offensive lineman shape, yeah. for lack of a better term. And yeah, like... You're right. The ASU needs, whether it's two years from now, whether it's two days from now, like ASU will always, 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 any football team needs big dudes to get in the trenches up front. Yeah. And that's exactly what he can do. And when you have a quarterback like Jaden Rashada now, and then you also look to the future with some good quarterback commits that have potential promise for ASU, you don't want those players to come here and I, I know it's so simple to say, but like get hurt. And the number one way a quarterback gets hurt. So they're not protected. Line, they're yeah. running around, right? So you have to stockpile. Like it shouldn't just be him, right? Like it shouldn't just be, oh, like we got we got this guy in a couple years. We're good. They they need to stockpile offensive linemen, and this is the right first step to do that. Yeah, I mean, you talk about stockpiling offensive linemen, moving over to another um, guy that is, I, I don't want to say he's nece necessarily in play because he has already committed to Oklahoma State, but we're talking about um, Semisi Tonga. He's another offensive lineman. Um, this is a dude that Arizona State was going after. He did have an offer from Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado, Nebraska. Like I said, he is committed to Oklahoma State. But in terms of when we get to early signing period, you see players flip all the time. Now, yeah. I'm not sitting here telling you that Tonga is going to absolutely flip, but that is a name to just be aware of as we move forward with the rest of this recruiting cycle and as we inch closer to early signing period. And we talked about young offensive linemen. There was a conversation, a few conversations that I've had as it relates to a handful of Arizona State players that still have yet to, I guess, officially announce their intention to return to Arizona State, enter the transfer portal, enter the NFL draft, whatever. Now, again, these are these are little tidbits that I'm dropping in the diehard Discord that if you guys are a PHNX diehard, you would have already known about this, but I dropped it uh, a little bit later yesterday afternoon um, as it relates to Sean Na, the offensive lineman um, who was a freshman last season for Arizona State. Nothing is 100%, but from my understanding, he is leaning toward returning to Arizona State next season. That would be a big one. Also, again, nothing official and things can change, but freshman quarterback Jaden Rashada, Sounds like he will be returning to Arizona State as well. A couple of names to keep in mind as we go through this process. Um, again, as the transfer portal has just opened, Cam Scadaboo. I don't expect him to enter the transfer portal. If anything, with him, it would probably be the NFL draft. Mm. Uh, but I, I think just his social media presence as it relates to Arizona State, obviously welcoming the new offensive coordinator. I think that is a sign in the right direction that Cam Scadaboo will return to Tempe, which would be, I mean, just massive for an Arizona State offense that had its yeah. hiccups last season. But Cam Scadaboo was always a staple. I think about if you're able to bring back Jaden Rashada and Cam Scadaboo, the I combination mean, of the deep threat, the short threat, you have different, like, I mean, Cam Scadaboo can literally be anything. Yeah. And it wouldn't be 
the most out of pocket thing to say, okay, he, he wants to be an NFL player. I don't know if personally I see him as somebody who's going to be getting consistent play on Sundays, but I'm not ruling that out. I, I think that it's worth a shot. Go and try yeah. to figure it out and see, but you can see the type of person that Dillingham is, Iguano is, like this whole coaching staff, the moves that they're making. Even though Jalen Conyers, Jordan Clark, you know, they're all entering the transfer portal, they're most likely not coming back to ASU. Yeah. There are still fundamental building blocks that are hanging around, or at least appearing like they're going to be hanging around, which again, if you're not a diehard and you're not in our Discord, this dude's dropping just gems all the time get in there and be up to date with everything and stuff that is not said on this show. It's not like, okay, it's going to come in the discord the day before. And then we're going to talk about like some stuff just stays in the discord. So jump in there because like, let's talk about Rashada for a second. Yeah. I I mean, it would be huge for him to come back. Absolutely. Not, not just from like a, an actual play standpoint. Like, yeah, he, he was by far and away the best quarterback that played for them this year when he did play. He's also from like a, a morale standpoint, right? Yeah, to get your quarterback back. He's he's your guy. He's your quarterback. He's the guy who he he came to ASU, right? It's almost weirdly in a similar sense to like Jaden Daniels when he committed and when he got here. It's uh-huh. like, oh, okay, like that guy had options to go elsewhere. Yeah. But he came to ASU and he's like, okay, like he, he's this is ASU's guy. Now, obviously, Jaden leaves eventually, and we all know the story there, but with Rashada. Having him stay here for this year, so many people were in our comments saying he's gone. He's I'm worried about him leaving. Why why wouldn't he just leave after a year because of the state of the program? It shows that he believes not only in Kenny, but in this place. And that's going to rub off on everybody that is there. And then everybody who's looking at ASU saying, hmm, do I want to go there? Yeah. And, and just to be clear for the people that thought Jaden Rashada was going to leave because of the state of the program. Again, from my conversations, my understanding, Jaden Rashada was never at risk to leave because of the state of the program. Um, anything as it related to, to I guess, Jaden Rashada and, and really a lot of these players has to do with the money that they can make uh, on the open market. Oh, yeah. Especially at some of these highly competitive schools you're looking at obviously a guy in Jane Rashada who let's be real didn't have a fantastic perfect season um and, and that's understandable as a younger quarterback but even guys that play a handful of games with Jane Rashada's talent potential there is significant money on the table for those guys again in the transfer portal we're talking like I mean, depending on who you are, hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah. at least at least in the case of, of like a, a younger quarterback who still has a lot to prove. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars that are at play. And depending on where you go, you're missing out on some of that money. It's not it's not a cheap world. Like the NIL world is not a cheap world. Like we'll get into it with the Sun Angel Collective later. But these are these are big numbers. Even when you hear them and you kind of have to put it in context, like, whoa, like all those zeros and ASU is still like not at the forefront. Like they're still playing from behind. It's a whole different world. Plus you look at a young quarterback like Jaden Rashada. Yeah. He didn't have a perfect season. How could you expect any (laughs) freshman quarterback to have a perfect season given the circumstances that he was in? Not just a freshman quarterback, but when you, when you look at it, right, he didn't have a perfect season, but how many non-true freshman quarterbacks did Arizona state run through and they didn't have a perfect season? Trenton Borgay, Drew Pine, Jacob Conover, right? Then you're throwing in skill guys playing quarterback, like not a single quarterback for Arizona state had a quote unquote ideal season, right? Not, Not one. 
<laughs> no, no, and, and and when you watched Rashada play, like yes, there were mistakes, but at the same time, he hit this level and he hit a ceiling, like play by play, right? Like not consistently. He's not there consistently. He he can get there, but yeah. not right now. But on a play to play basis, he would have some of those deep shots downfield that potential. make you you just went oh, there's potential there. Oh, I oh I see it. And if you don't think that other colleges see that, and other colleges are not like aware of the situation ASU pay is for in, it. they're not gonna like like guys that are entering the transfer portal now, like non like not Jaden Rashada, but like look at Jordan Clark, Jalen Conyers, B.J. Green. Their success in this situation is not going to be like mitigated because the team was bad. If anything, they're going to these other schools are going to look at these players and say, "Wow, you were able to do X, Y, and Z in this awful situation. Let me present you A, more money and B, a better situation." I think that's going to work out for us. Yeah. So I'm going to not hesitate to offer you that because I'm not going to hold the collection of where ASU football was this year against this one specific player. Yeah. The same thing would be true for Rashada if he did enter the transfer portal, but obviously it's appearing like he's not going to do that, and it appears like that's never been something that he has had on his radar. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, when you talk about a lot of these players potentially entering the transfer portal, I know we, we kind of hiccuped past some of the recruiting news, and we'll get back to the recruiting stuff in a little bit, but you talk about Jaden Rashada and just the threat. Right, that his arm is. And if we, again, we were there. I was there through all the fall practices, through the spring practices when he first got here. And the level of growth that we saw from the first practice to the last practice was, it was truly ridiculous. And that's, again, in just a small sample size. And he's got his red shirt. He's a red shirt, right? So, like, now you're talking about a guy who's spent a year in a system. Mind you, yes, with a new offensive coordinator in Marcus Arroyo, it's certainly going to look a little bit different. But the main idea of it is still a Kenny Dillingham offense. Absolutely. That idea is not going to change over the year. Okay? So something that Jane Rashada can improve on outside of being able to do stuff on the field is just the playbook stuff, right? Just the little things going through progressions, understanding where his second read, his third option, his fourth option, his check down, where all that is, right? Those are little mental reps that Jane Rashada consistently takes and is going to continue to consistently take as he moves forward. Now being able to retain some of these pieces, Cam Scadaboo, Sean Na, obviously on the offensive line. And then who knows what's going to happen with Elijah Badger. That's a big again with Elijah Badger. This is this, this specific part. I want to just preface is an opinion and it is not a conversation that I have had. Okay. So I don't want it to be strung along um, or diluted like that. Okay. So I think when we're talking about Elijah Badger, Elijah Badger, if you're an Arizona state coach, you are at more risk with Elijah Badger entering the NFL draft than you are him entering the transfer portal. In my opinion, if he was going to already enter the portal, he would have done it. So I think for him, it's more so deciding what the next step is for him. Does he return to Arizona State for one final season or does he take that jump to the NFL? That's something to monitor as we continue with this offseason. But again, just want to preface that is all opinionated. That is not from any specific conversation that I've had with EK or anybody else that is, you know, in relation to EK. Clint, Clint is here at the perfect time because we're actually going to talk about an Oregon State commit who is a hard commit that could potentially flip. We already talked about um, the offensive lineman who is a name to watch um, as we move forward on early signing period. But Another one, Rustin Young. He's an offensive tackle, 6'5", 275. Another one from Hawaii that 
I would anticipate, just again, being a name to monitor if you're an Arizona State fan as we inch closer to that early signing period as a potential guy to flip. He had offers, obviously, from Oregon State, but also Michigan State, Auburn, BYU, Arizona State. The list goes on and on. Talking about Rustin Young from 24-7 says that Rustin was actually on his official visit to Arizona State um, on December 1st, and he does have other visits and offers lined up. So again, just something to keep in mind. I mean, look, he he is, like you said, he is committed to Oregon State. That was all the way back in July. Yeah. Okay. Things change. Definitely things change, especially if you're looking at he got an offer from Auburn afterwards. That's in October, though. So it's not like immediately afterwards he was still out and about shopping himself, right? Oregon State's not in a conference. They don't have a head coach. They don't have a quarterback. And yeah. the running back just got arrested for a DUI. Think so of, Exactly. Think <laughs> about what's State's happened. not in the best spot. From July to October, right? Think about everything that happened with that school, okay? Now he gets an offer from Auburn on October. And then December 1st, an official visit to ASU. December 3rd is an offer from Michigan State. December 5th is an offer from BYU. December 15th, it says he's going to have his official visit uh, to Michigan State. Something to keep in mind. That's not, I, I don't I don't personally think that if you're going to go out and do official visits in December back when you committed in July. Again, with, with early signing period, just a couple weeks away. Right. I just, I don't, like you said, I, I'm not going to sit here and say this guy is going to flip, but it is definitely something that you can look at and say, hey, like, would you blame uh, uh, somebody looking at the situation in Oregon State and then looking at all of these schools, Auburn, ASU, MSU, BYU, and saying, hmm, maybe those are better situations for me. It, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Plus, getting that offensive line is something that ASU has to be targeting so hard. I, I imagine that with all of these offensive line recruits they're putting a lot of time and work and energy in it maybe more than any other position because yeah. if you look at the returners or the people that are potential returners on the offensive end you could get a scat back yeah you could get badger back you're probably going to get rashada back like th those are key positions at key like key players in key positions offensive line you really really need to amp that up for those guys to even want to stay so Keep an eye on it. I, I think it's a good name to look at. And I think something that you have to understand if you're an Arizona State fan is the caliber of player, the the breed of player that Arizona State and Kenley Dillingham are going after that you saw last season and this season. They're far different than those that Herm was trying to go get. They're different than Antonio Pierce when he was recruiting coordinator. Uh, they're different than Todd Graham and that coaching staff, the type of player that they were going to get. And if you're looking at the younger players on Arizona State's roster that had an impact, that were expected to have an impact, that will have an impact moving forward. You already talk about Jaden Rashada, right? He's yeah. the easy one. He's your penciled-in starting quarterback, regardless, unless there is a big-name transfer that decides to hop over to Tempe. Sean Na, he's expected to probably be penciled-in as your starting left tackle next season, mm -hmm. which for a kid who was a freshman this year, that goes a long, long way. And stepping up in big moments when a guy like Asaya Glass didn't travel with the team and entered the transfer portal, right? That says a whole lot of, uh, about who Sean is, finding out that he was going to start as a freshman on the plane ride to the Crazy. road game that they were on. On the defensive side of the ball, we're talking about a, a defensive tackle in CJ Fight, Ashley Williams, guys who are going to return to Tempe. And when there was so much excitement on social media about Look at all these kids saying how much fun they had this season or the great year that they had. They're excited for year two, right? 
there was people on social media that saw that while also looking at, oh, Jalen Conyers entering the transfer portal, Jordan mm-hmm. Clark entering the transfer portal. You have to understand that these guys are in such different scenarios and situations. And something that gets lost, I think, a lot of the time when you have year two, year three of a head coach is that Kenny Dillingham, again, as much as he may have loved Jordan Clark and Jalen Conyers and even Drew Pine and Javen Jacobs, like a lot of those guys, he wasn't sitting on the couch with their parents saying, hey, this is what we're going to provide for your kid in Tempe. This is why he should come to Arizona State. These are all guys that were Herm's dudes. Now, he may have been able to get them to return for that one season, but at the end of the day, like those guys were a part of a different recruiting cycle. They were a part of a different class. So when you see impactful freshmen like Sean Na, Jaden Rashada, Montana Warren coming back next year, Keith Abney, right? Guys that are excited to come back that nobody expects to enter the portal. It's because Kenny recruited them. Kenny, Rashad Samples, Brian Carrington, all these guys who are still on the roster. Like who recruits you is big. Not only now, but now you're looking back and you're seeing, hey, Jordan Clark just committed to Notre Dame. Jalen Conyers has visits with Utah, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. He was at Oklahoma before this, right? Like the recruiting not only matters now, but specifically I bring this up because we're talking about guys that you could potentially see flip on early signing period. Just because they don't flip come early signing period doesn't mean a year, two years, three years down the line that if they enter the transfer portal, which seems to be commonplace now, absolutely, that they're not going to come calling to Kenny Dillingham and some of these coaches who, crossing our fingers, are having success and still in Tempe. Right, and you can think about it this way, right? If, if we're going years down the line, okay, Kenny's obviously somebody who has the big picture in mind. You can see yeah. this by how he handles all of the players leaving the transfer portal. He's not acting salty. In fact, he's going out there and saying, oh, like, this kid is incredible, set career highs and all of this, wishing you nothing but the best. Three years from now, like where we expect Kenny to take this program because we believe he is the right person yeah. for the job. Okay. The recruits that are talking to him now might see ASU and go, mm, I don't know if I want to go join that right now. Not I don't now. know if that's the right place for me. I don't know if I'm going to have all the success that I want. I'm going to go somewhere else. You go somewhere else. It doesn't work out. You enter the transfer portal. ASU is looking like a real nice option because you got Tempe, you've got a revived football program and yeah. you have a coach that was very genuine with you and that connected with you during the recruiting process and then didn't alienate you when you said no to him. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like the type of person Kenny is to try and alienate somebody when it doesn't go his way. It seems like he really just wants the best for the player. That is going to pay dividends in a college football world where players are switching all the time. Yeah. Players are moving all the time. You don't want to be the coach that everybody leaves and goes, yeah, he he was not nice when I left. Oh, the, I had these conversations where I told him I wanted to do what was best for me. And he made me feel like crap about it. Like yeah. that that's important, especially for somebody who's young and trying to find the best spot for themselves to grow. Yeah. I, I think one thing that again is Kenny Dillingham is a mad scientist. Yes. Okay, he's a genius. And this is something that uh, you know, the the quote unquote old guard of the PHNX Sun Devil show, Sean, Shane, and myself talked about of Kenny Dillingham is thinking three, four, five steps ahead, right? This is a this is a guy that loves chess. Seriously. Like he this is how he like calculates life. And everybody sees the things on social media of him retweeting or quote retweeting or liking players getting other offers. Yeah. Even commits, right? And let's say they go choose that other offer. 
and he genuinely wishes they have success. Mm-hmm. But again, you are going to remember three years from now, the coach that wished you the best that said, this is the best opportunity for you Yeah, down the line. I think specifically, and again, this is like an extreme example of Adrian Peterson just decades ago, right? When he chose between, I believe, Texas and Oklahoma. And he talks about a specific time when he was meeting with the Texas head coach at the time. And he was asking every coach on his visit of, hey, will I come in here and have a serious opportunity Mm -hmm. to compete? And that specific Texas head coach had said, hey, you know what? We've got Cedric Benson coming back this year. And it's really his his team, his offense. But the next year, you'll be, you know, ready to roll. Mm-hmm. And I think of that because at that moment, and again, Adrian Peterson has done interviews where he's talked about it, of like, he's like, at that moment, I didn't say it, but they were immediately off my list because I didn't have a chance to come in right. and compete. So that is something that when you are looking at a coach saying the right things to you, that's what I'm trying to get here. A coach saying the right thing to you during the recruitment process can mean literally in a split second, they choose whether or not they want to come to your university. A lot of the times you have multiple different schools throwing you a bunch of different offers and you're not, let's say like the top, like a five-star, like somebody that's very sought after and after and getting these huge NIL deals. A lot of the times you're probably splitting hairs. Yeah. Where do I want to live? Who do I want to actually work with? Or do I have any friends or people on the program there? Like, do I have family around the community? Like these are the things that come into play. It's not just, okay, do I like ASU? Do I like Kenny? Yeah, it's so much deeper. It, it is. It is so much deeper. And there was there was another thing that you had mentioned earlier that I kind of want to go back to, and that was these freshmen getting opportunities this year for ASU and being kind of thrown into the fire. Yeah, I think that's going to pay really big dividends for oh, yeah. Kenny and his staff next year. As awful as it was to basically. Every single football game that you watched this year, there was like three separate injuries that you're like, are you serious? Another one? Another offensive lineman goes down? Another quarterback gets injured? Like It's over and over and over and over again. As awful and terrible as that is, and you would never, ever want that. Yeah. The guys who are thrown into the fire now are going to be put in such a better position next year and so much more comfortable when they're in a better spot. You're going to see even better production from them. That includes... Again, he's not the only one who falls under this umbrella, but he's the easiest one to point to, and that's Jaden Rashada. Yeah. Because even when he played the beginning of the season, the offensive coordinator that was calling the plays for him is no longer around anymore. Like, you can say, hey, th- like that situation wasn't great for Jaden because yeah. they decided that guy's not the guy for them, not the guy for their offense. Not the guy for the program. Not the guy for the program. Now, Jaden has a whole year under his belt being in Tempe, feeling the love. Like, I'm sure that the guys who are leaving ASU are not leaving because of Kenny Dillingham. Yeah. And I know the guys who are staying are probably staying because of Kenny Dillingham. Yeah, no, you're so absolutely right. So when you're sitting there and you're in front of this guy and in front of his staff, and when we talk about Kenny, I think sometimes it gets boiled down to one person because it's easy to talk about, but it's a huge reflection of the staff that he's built yeah. and the people that he's surrounded himself with that are very like-minded with him. Uh these guys, when you spend time around them, you're going to want to fight for them. You're going to want to like go through and brick wall for them. And if next year ASU, I don't know, doubles their wins, like I'm not saying goes out there and 
gets crazy success and and wins the Big Twelve. Almost because yeah, again, 12. that shouldn't be the ex- expectation next year, right? But if they go and they compete for a bowl game and they make a bowl game, and these guys like if Elijah Badger, Cam Scadaboo, Jaden Rashada all come back along with a bunch of returning freshmen, and then they have all these new recruits who are coming in, it's like okay, you can feel that momentum building. Yeah. But the momentum starts building when you're at your lowest. And, and I know that we had an, a, a brief little argument about rock bottom. And obviously, there are, unfortunately, are a couple moments you could point to a rock bottom. But generally speaking, this is an extreme low point for the program. Yeah. And if you build the momentum now and you do the right things now, it might not lead to wins. It might not lead to Jalen Conyers and Jordan Clark and BJ Green all staying. But it does lead to two, three years down the line, stuff's going to come back around. Yeah. It's, you just got to have faith. College football karma. Yeah. No, and again, you got to understand the process. And, and we're going to continue this conversation uh, about Arizona State. want to get into a, a couple more potential commits that we could see for Arizona State or guys that they're going after. We will do that, and we will talk about it. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about how I spent my Monday night. I spent it <laughs> watching Monday night football. We were blessed with the opportunity to watch the one, the only Jake Browning himself the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback lead the charge against T-Law and the Jacksonville Jaguars in their first Monday night football game in how many years? And guess what? I bet on it and I made money. And how did I celebrate? I celebrated with Wink, guys, because Wink is the perfect drink to take the edge off. It's got just a wink of THC, zero calories, zero sugar, and all of the fun. Go get yourself some Wink. Buy them online in 12, 24, and variety packs right now and use promo code PHNX for an additional 50% off your total order. Five, zero. Whatever it says at checkout, just cut it in half when you use that code PHNX. And again, if I'm making recommendations here, go get yourself that variety pack because it's got all the flavors. And like I said, Wink has all the fun for you. 50% 50% off. If you buy two, get double it. Literally. That's full price. Literally. That, that's what we call ASU math right there, baby. I love some ASU I math. I know for a fact that one of the most requested things in this office is, hey, when are we going to get more winks? Hey, that when are we going to get more winks? That's true. So I, you can just take it from that. Everybody here goes crazy about them. I got to switch from wink, though, because there's something I've been thinking about and I've kind of been brewing on. It's on your mind. It's, it's, on, it's, on, my, it's on my mind. And... It's partially because I really want to be a homeowner, and obviously, like I'm not in that place yeah. now. But like, you look at homes. Oh, we're getting and, into your finances now. Let's. Yeah, no, we're let's, yeah. Let's when see. I I save fifty percent off on, I get I get fifty percent <laughs> off on Wink. I might be able to actually put a down payment on a house. No, but <laughs> but I I look at all these houses and you're looking around Arizona and you're like, okay, like oh, like that's great, that looks good. But a lot of the times, like the the flooring doesn't match. Yeah, it's not what you're going for. It just doesn't. It just doesn't match the house or the floor. You're like, oh man, that's great, but ugh, not the flooring. And that's why if if I ever get a house, fingers crossed, one day, right? I'm hitting up the people at Empire today because I'm getting myself some custom flooring from them. I'm not just gonna sit around and be like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's okay. It's the old flooring. It's whatever. No, no. I'm gonna call up Empire today because I've known about Empire today since I was a kid. I know the jingle and everything. And right, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I believe you. I it's believe stuck, you. It's stuck in my head, man, all the time. Empire today. There we if go. If you know. You know, okay, but it's not just the jingle that makes them great. They keep shopping for floors simple with curated product selection, and their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not just overwhelm you and say, hey, look at all these choices we have. Okay, you decide, and then if you don't like it, tough luck. No, they also have 
a way for you to virtually design and see your floors in your house before you buy them. That is huge because sometimes you think the color is going to match and then the color doesn't match or you think the vibe is going to be good, the feng shui is going to be great, and it's just not. So they have that ability. They're there to help you as well. It's a great way to see new floors. And if you go to the big box store, it's frustrating. You want to talk to somebody. Not only can you talk to them, not only can you plan everything out, but they pride themselves on convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop from floors that they use and exactly the ones that they want. You can schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners receive $350 off when they use promo code PHNX. That's a big chunk of change. $350 off with code PHNX. Restrictions do apply, so why don't you head over to empiretoday.com slash PHNX for all the details. Look, also, it, it may be Empire today, but they're getting you guys the floors of tomorrow. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Just just so we're on that, the same page. Come on now. Look. I See, just... Clint's telling me, get, get your house, Eric. You know what, Clint? See, was that easy? I would, brother. If it was that easy, I, I I would, but we're we're working for it. We're working on it, all right? Tony in the chat, who's a U of A guy for everybody who's not familiar, says, hey, your self-imposed bull band doesn't work because you were three and nine. No, but you see, that's, that's big brain that's thinking. Big brain that's big brain thinking. The, the self-imposed bull band is behind us now. Also, if we're talking about Kenny, big brain thinking chess moves, wasn't there something in his contract that gave him a, a boost in revenue if ASU was, has a bull band in his first year? Um, I think it I'm extends. It ex, I don't know if it's an increase, but I think it's an extension. Something benefits him. Um, yeah, I believe it's an extension um, on his contract. So yeah. he gets an extra year at the helm um, regardless. All I'm hearing is that you self-imposed the bull band, which at the time it, it was a big deal. Like it, su- it sucked and it definitely deflated some of the players. But hey, you were three and nine. You're not making the bowl anyway. I think that is smart thinking. Kenny out here making moves. I, okay. I see that as, as as playing the game in a different way. That's like me saying like I'm going to ban myself from getting a house for the next year. It's it's not going to happen anyway. So it doesn't matter if I ban myself. Oh so my it's all goodness. good. Like well. I look. Big brain thinking you wouldn't understand it down there in Tucson. It's, it's, it's just it's different up here, man. It's different up here. Look, we will talk about some potential incoming transfers. I do want to finish up with the class of 2024 recruits that we were talking about. Uh, continuing on with a edge rusher. Okay. Selesi Manu. He's a 6'3", 240-pound edge rusher. He's got standing offers from Washington State, BYU, Cal, Oregon State, Arizona State. There is an argument there that outside of BYU, Arizona State, is probably the best option. Um, Interesting for for me to see how Arizona State continues to approach that with the new defensive line coach in Deron Reynolds. Um, But Manu officially visited Arizona State um, on December 1st, which, as you know, was the time a few other recruits and commits Mm -hmm. um, also ended up visiting visiting Arizona State. But I want to skip past... Manu and go straight to a guy that we touched on a little bit yesterday and that is running back Jason Brown Jason Brown as it stands right now again a 510 205 pound running back out of Washington Um, he's a four-star kid he is from 24-7 sports he is the 16th best running back in the class the second best running back in the state of Washington he's got some offers Uh, he does have some offers including Arizona State Washington Michigan State uh, Oregon. I believe he also has one from Bama. He has one from Alabama. He also has one from Alabama. And if there's one thing you know about Alabama running backs, it's um, they're pretty good. Yeah, I think if you're getting offered from Alabama, I'd say you're relatively a good football player. I don't think they really just be giving out offers to people who don't deserve it. I mean, think about that. Washington, Alabama, Oregon. That's some dudes. 
That's and some yet, dudes. yet, yet, ASU is still in there, and they have the marked interest like on the same level with ASU as they do for the Michigan States, the Oregon, the Washington. In fact, Alabama, they have as far as interest goes on the cooler end. Yeah. And and that could be because he he's not a five star guy. Maybe Bama's talking to him about, yeah, you're going to be a backup guy, but you're going to come to Arizona State as a four star running back. You got him and. <laughs> like that's that's another one to add to the long list of Arizona State running backs. Like, yeah. and it's a it's a good list. It's a genuinely good list. If you look at the history of that position at this school, there is a ton of success. Plus, I'm looking at my man. I I know I'm I've been banging this drum for a little bit. Sean Iguano, that man's the running back whisperer. And if you're a four star guy who's got offers from Alabama and Oregon and Washington, and you're looking at what they did with. Cam Scadaboo, who's coming from Sacramento State, and all respect to Cam Scadaboo, who's an absolute beast, yeah. right? But if you're getting offers from all these major schools and you think, okay, I can also go to a school where they're going to run everything through me and they've shown that they can take somebody who's talented and find so many different ways to use them, how could that not be an attractive spot for a running back? No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I do want to get to Sharon's comment. Uh, when is the signing date? This is my first year really following the offseason and recruiting time frame. It's a little bit anxiety. It is inducing. anxiety. No, absolutely. Uh, so like Will said, the official one is in February. Early signing period is December 20th, 2023 this year. Uh, so definitely stay locked and loaded because 15 days away, there is certainly a lot of movement that is going to be happening from now until that time. PHNX Sun Devils, of course, keeping you guys locked in on all that coverage all year long, not just during the season, but the off season as well. Now, I do want to transition a little bit to some potential transfer targets for Arizona State. Now, they have extended offers to a handful of potential incoming transfers. So just a couple that Arizona State fans should keep in mind. I want to start with a, a position that we've already talked about a whole hell of a lot today, and that's the trenches. They've offered Cade Bennett, who is an Arizona kid. Uh, he did play at San Diego State. The last couple of seasons, um, and this is a guy as an interior offensive lineman, which we know, again, Arizona State losing some key guys, whether that be to the transfer portal or out of eligibility, declaring for the draft, whatever, that is a position of need. So to go out, potentially get a guy in Cade Bennett, who in 2022, second team, all Mountain West, and this is a kid, 6'3", 305, he's an absolute unit that you can plug and play in the trenches that I think would be a massive addition for Arizona State. Yeah, and I think the big key in there is his hometown, Scottsdale, Arizona. Like he he's a local dude. And I can tell you, I think I'm I'm a local guy. I'm born and raised. The people around here who have been following ASU for their entire life or grew up ASU fans. Yeah. Like I know a lot of the stuff out there on social media is negative and you hear people kind of like poo-pooing everything that's going on. I'm telling you though, like the the players and the people who these coaches are talking to and you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Jason Mons, Sean Iguano, Kenny Dillingham. They're dropping the streets that I grew up in, the places that I like to go to. Like you, that ability to relate and to bring people in is so important. And I do really think that a, a, not a majority because it's hard to get a majority from one state, Yeah, but a lot of these guys that you're looking at are going to have some sort of ties to Arizona. I, I think that plays into their favor rather well. Yeah. Also, happy birthday, Sharon. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. It's Sharon's birthday. So if everybody in the chat could drop a happy birthday for Sharon, uh, that would be awesome. Definitely happy birthday to Sharon. She's been awesome supporting PHNX Sun Devils. You know where um, she should celebrate her birthday? Where? 
Gila River Resorts and Casinos. There you go. Because I'm telling you, man, like I, I didn't start going to, to casinos and, and stuff until I started working here. But since I've been there, I cannot stop thinking about Gila River Resorts and Casinos. We got our watch parties there for Suns and for Cardinals at the BetMGM Sportsbook at Wild Horse Pass. But they don't just have Wild Horse Pass. They have locations all across the state and they offer an authentic and immersive experience for you to celebrate your birthday, Sharon. Go win some money. Go to the over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. So if you want to go put some money down on uh, on some games, you could also do it there as well. It's really all in one. You got good dining as well their hope that's a resort you can stay there you can do a little staycation as well Gila River Resorts and Casinos go ahead and head out to any of their locations including their all new Santan Mountain one and by the way here's their tagline and I love it because it's kind of like personal advice oh, yeah. for life you do you you do you and Sharon you do you for your birthday head on over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos whichever one absolutely look look I'm I'm as big of a fan as Sharon's birthday as everybody else. Okay. But I was telling you earlier how I spent my Monday celebrating with some wink, right? And I'm celebrating because I made some money and I met it. I, I made it on the Bet MGM Sportsbook That's app. Right, Look, I'm did. not proud of how gross my bets were <laughs> last night. Okay. I had Jake Browning anytime touchdown score. He rushed that for is a touchdown. Disgusting. <laughs> and I had Cincinnati Bengals money line. Um, which was also gross going into that game. But if you guys want to make some money, do it on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. They've got a great offer running for you guys. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. Now, if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Like I said, I made some bets over on the BetMGM Sportsbook app for some Monday night football. Of course, you got the Suns and the Lakers. Definitely Ooh. place a bet on that one tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Sign up for BetMGM and use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is Settle. Check out the show notes for full details and Alice in a shame. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Freaking Ontario. Get stuff. <laughs> like I said earlier, obviously Arizona State extending a handful of offers to potential incoming transfers. We talked about Cade Bennett. I want to turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball and talk about a defensive back in TJ Crandell. Uh, he was a freshman. Freshman DB at Colorado State. 6-1, buck 85. This is a kid who was a three-star recruit by 24-7 sports. Uh, he played basketball. He played track. He did it all. Um, in high school, but I highly, highly anticipate TJ Crandell, if he were to come to Arizona State, to be an impactful player, right? Because what we see last offseason from Kenny in some of these transfer targets, right? Some young guys who can come compete for years on end. I think specifically to a guy in, in Jordan Tyson, right? Jordan Tyson, obviously, last season coming over from Colorado, has still several years of eligibility. He's a playmaker. He's a star. The defensive side of the ball, you are a little bit thinner now at defensive back with Ro Torrance, Chris Edmonds, Jordan Clark, D. Ford, all those guys leaving, right? There is certainly a need 
in that secondary for some new guys. Now you bring back Shamari Simons, Simmons, you bring back Xavier Alford, who didn't get a play last season because of the NCAA stuff. Um, and you bring back some of those young bucks. To, but to be able to go out there, potentially get a guy in TJ uh, Crandell, I think would be really big for a Arizona State defense. That in in reality, they're going to be thin at secondary going into spring ball. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. They could use anybody that they get. And he didn't really go out and put up crazy numbers at, at Colorado State, obviously, but he has a knack for returning interceptions for touchdowns, at least he did in high school. Yeah. That's always something a team could use. That's always fun. And uh, this is something I didn't know about him until literally right now. See, I'm, I'm a hoop head. I'm an NBA guy at heart. Uh, Xavier McDaniel, maybe not a lot of people remember him. He used to play uh, in the NBA a little bit ago, but that's his uncle. And so he has a lineage of professional athletics. And like you said, he's a three-sport letterman, including basketball and track. Those are the type of guys that really can stand out at certain points. Especially because yeah. like I like when you play one sport and you just do one sport, your body builds in one certain way. Like you ever seen a football player try to play basketball? You ever play basketball against a football player? Have I ever played basketball against, against like player? against like, like in high school? Like you ever play like pickup basketball at a park and then like some kid yeah. from the football team comes up. They don't like they don't move the same, right? Like they, they don't know how to throw their body around the same. There's less finesse. But if you're somebody who is lettering in track, basketball, and football, your body is so well rounded in all like types of athletics. That's why if he gets yeah. an interception, he can run it all the way back because it's just I, I, I like guys like that. I'll always bet on somebody who has a very diverse athletics history. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. You said playing basketball uh, and the rest of it kind of went not, over not my a head. Big, not a big Well, hooper. I love basketball, but I'm not, for everybody that's new here, I'm a small man, okay? I'm like... Muggsy Bogues played in the I'm, league. I'm 5'8 here. Like, I, me and Nate Robinson, we're, we're homies, right? I'm I heard not you out here, dunk like him. Well, I'm not out here winning the dunk contest, okay? I'm not jumping over Dwight Howard or nothing like that. But you said basketball. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's, yeah. You know, that's a thing. People it is do. It is definitely a thing. I just, if, 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 you've, if you've hooped out there and you've you played even like in high school and you had a friend that played for the football team. They move. They, they differently. They move differently and they, they don't exactly know how to use their body in the same way. And that's like, and same thing with like, you, like a basketball player go to play football. Like they don't really know how to like pure brute strength somebody the same because yeah. it's just, it's different. So somebody who letters and all three track is also maybe the hardest sport out. Like I'm going to be honest, like, like long distance, like track, yeah, right, running, stuff like that. Running's just, not fun. I can't do it. Like that's the thing you, if you start talking about running to me, I just blank out. Running like, is not fun. This is, this is my issue with running is there's people out there who run for fun. Uh, and I have a question for you. What the fuck are you doing? You could do anything you wanted. And I have friends. I have friends That's very specifically that go out and they run. And I see them run in the morning and I'll, I'll literally message them. I'll be like, I'll spend 10 minutes on like the stair thing after yeah. a lift and I'm gassed, dude. I can't do it. So seriously, if you are somebody who runs, congratulations. congratulations. But also, it's... It, I don't even know. Like, put your energy elsewhere. What? Put your yeah. Put your energy into. I don't know. I guess running is running good for you. Oh, okay. No, are, I'm gonna Google that, that. Are you are you serious? No, Wait, seriously, seriously, seriously. Yeah, running is like incredibly good for your health. Like, it's great for your lungs. Like your entire body. Like people who run. Like it's called a runner's high for a reason. Like it's it, okay. Over, it's over a certain distance that it gets, starts to get bad for your knees. Get fucked. Because Google says it's not. And let me read you what Google says. Is, hel is it healthy to go for a run every day? You at home might be thinking, you know what? It is. It's physical activity. Google says 
it would be nice to say sure, but the reality is that for most people, and particularly for new runners, the answer is no, you shouldn't. It might seem that the more you run, the more you will boost your fitness, but overdoing it is never a good okay, idea. Okay, if you overdo there anything. There it is. If you overdo- Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, running, not good for you. And that is the main thing that you need to take away from the show. Yeah. Is running. that running is not good for you. Listen, okay, and too much of anything is not good for you. If you overdo it and you're starting to lift and you're lifting crazy amounts of weights two times a day, every day, yeah, your body's going to suffer from it. Generally, I would say running is probably good for you. Am I going to do it? Hell no. But in, That's in, what I in, don't in get. general, in general, I'd say running is good for you. I see. I just, if I'm going to try to get any sort of cardio in, I am going to go play basketball yeah, and I have not gotten any cardio in, in quite some time. Look, but if I, I did last, last tidbit on running and then we'll move over to one final transfer. Okay. One final potential transfer. I just, like I said, I see people that seriously, they will go running every day and it's, it's not a, just a jog. Okay, we're not talking like, oh, I'm going to go run on the treadmill or I'm going to go run outside for 10 minutes. Nah, they're like, let me go run a 5K at 6 in the morning every day. Let me go run 3 to 5 miles. Maybe, you know, I'm feeling frisky. Let's go run 7 or 8. What's the longest distance you've ever ran? I have run a half marathon now that I, yeah, I've actually run two half marathons. (laughs) But Wait, 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 wait. But running isn't fun. Running's not fun. Hold on. You fraud. You absolute fraud. Are you kidding me? It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. I am appalled right now. Are you kidding me? That's, that's, Wait, you're going to sit up here on your house? high horse and poo poo running. I didn't think anyone was going to ask that. me that question, man. And you've run a half marathon. That's 13. Is it 13 miles? 13.1. Yeah. You, yeah. you fraud. Sorry. You absolute fraud. I'm sorry. I was, I, I thought you were going to be like, you know, I had to run like a, a mile in gym, you know, in a yeah. high school. You know, one time I tried to get in running and I ran two miles. Freaking said half man. Are you freaking Talk yeah, about the so next transfer, the transfer portal. Get the hell out of transfer here. What portal. The heck? We were talking about potential defensive backs also coming to Arizona State. This is another interesting one to keep an eye on. Javon Robinson. He's a 5'11, 170 pound defensive back. He's got three years of eligibility left. And do you know where he's transferring out of? I don't actually. Washington State. I he's wonder transferring why. out of Washington State. And do you know who's currently the defensive coordinator at Arizona State? I do. His name is Brian, Brian Ward. Ward. Do you know where he was the defensive coordinator prior to Arizona State? Washington, Washington State. State. So just a player to keep in mind. Again, Arizona State can use all the depth, all the guys in the secondary that they could potentially get their hands on. Now, we obviously brought up a ton of class of 2024 guys that potentially could flip that have already committed to Arizona State and other universities, but just names to keep an eye on as we inch closer to early signing period. I've talked about three or four guys in the transfer portal who have received offers from Arizona State. That is not all of the guys. That is just a few. If you want to stay up to date on the names, like I said, go give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils, and we're going to keep you guys up to date, not only on social media, but every day with these shows on potential players that could be Arizona State Sun Devils. Now, we're not done talking ASU because there's been a little bit of a development with the Sun Angel Collective Today And we are going to get into all of that. But first, I want to tell you guys about Arizona Lottery. We're talking about Let's the Sun go. Angel Collective a little bit after this. And Arizona State could use all the money possible, right, <laughs> to potentially go out there and get some players. But I'm sure if you are watching at home or if you're on your drive to work or maybe you're driving home, right, 
then you're probably having the same brain-racking conversation that I usually have, and that is, how can I get more money, right? Because that's always what I'm wondering, is how can I get a bigger bag? How can I always get money? He's just, he's just all about that bag. AZ Lottery, they're helping you guys get more of that money, and you could do it literally for a fraction, literally a fraction of the cost, a dollar, two dollar holiday scratchers with prizes up to half a million dollars. Now, maybe you want more money or maybe you just want Christmas shopping to be a little bit easier to go get the gift for somebody that they don't have quite yet. I don't know about you guys, but every year there's somebody on my holiday list that I'm literally like, I don't know what to get somebody who has everything. A holiday scratcher is what you get somebody that has everything. They've got holiday scratchers for everybody on the list and they make last minute shopping easy and they are the perfect gift. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. You know, what's not being mentioned in all this AZ lottery holiday scratcher stuff, how physically satisfying it is to scratch off a lottery ticket. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is. is it, it, it's up there with you, bubble wrap. Look, even if you, even if you don't win, just sitting there and going, is that the noise that I make? Yeah, not really, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, my, my boy Tony in the chat says, Eric, there are first-time homebuyer programs that help with your down payment, which you don't have to pay back. Listen, if I'm going to get money I don't have to pay back, I need more information on that, Tony. And uh, when, I have, <laughs> when I have a house and I'm going to need to decorate it, you know, I got to deal with all of that. Right now, I'm Gosh, dealing with a lot smaller, boom, boom, boom. a lot smaller of combo. an issue. Combo uh, ad transition. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to decorate my desk mm, here because yeah. for the first time in my entire life, I have my desk. That's awesome. I had to, I had to share it other places before. Now, like that, that that thing is mine, and I'm gonna tell you, it's pretty barren. It's it's not it's not stacked up, and that's why I've got to hit up my boys at Foco because man, they got some great stuff. They're a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with products lines product line that includes apparel, accessory, toys, collectibles, novelty items. Basically, if you're trying to get somebody a gift and you're like, all right, I already got my holiday scratcher down, and I know they like the Cardinals, I know they like the Sun Devils, I know they like the Suns. Go to Foco, get them just a little something novel. Like people don't have to have these huge, massive gifts to be like, wow, it's amazing. Sometimes it's the small things that make a difference. And I know that if I'm decorating my desk, I'm I'm gonna want me some a Ken, I want to can I get a Kenny Dillingham bobblehead? Do you think that's a thing? I'm sure we could talk to somebody. Because uh, I would like a Kenny Dillingham bobblehead where the brain is bigger than the bobblehead because mm. he's just, he's big brain Kenny. Mm. So go ahead and check out FOCO. They've always got our back for Arizona sports. A lot of our decorations around here are from FOCO. I just got to get some from me personally in my desk and they have your back too and you can visit www.foco.com use code phnx for all non-presale items use code phnx10 all of that you can get 10 percent off go use go. it decorate your own desk send me a picture of it and uh tony's telling me to talk to my local mortgage broker sure i i, I don't know any of my local mortgage brokers but i'll, I'll try to figure something out we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it now i do want to bring up the, the NIL stuff that we were talking about. Now, Chris Cartman had posted a little bit of a tweet uh, earlier this morning, and I want to get to the press release image from what was on here from the Sun Angel Collective. So we'll go ahead and put that on the screen, and I'll read it to everybody, um, whether you're watching live or listening on audio. So this was sent out today, and it says, 
In a remarkable demonstration of support for Sun Devil Athletics, the Sun Angel Collective has successfully secured commitments totaling $1 million for its, quote, million-dollar match campaign. This significant achievement follows a private fundraising event hosted by Christine and Chuck Michaels on November 30th, attended by about two dozen influential boosters. The million-dollar match is a bold initiative where every donation to the Sun Angel Collective between now and in the 2024 spring football game will be matched dollar for dollar by several generous donors up to a maximum of $1 million. This program is designed to maximize the impact of individual contributions, effectively doubling the support for the collective's mission. These matching funds are earmarked at the donor's request for NIL opportunities for Sun Devil football players. The event's highlight was an impassioned appeal from head football coach Kenny Dillingham, who emphasized the collective's vital role in empowering and supporting athletes. His presentation profoundly resonated with the attendees, sparking an immediate and enthusiastic response. So Arizona State now with a big opportunity, the alumni and everybody. Now it is time to put up or shut up because you have the opportunity to effectively get double the money with only donating Whatever you want. If it's twenty dollars you send to the Sun Angel Collective, forty bucks that's now. forty bucks. You send a hundred, that's two hundred. You send ten K, that's twenty K. Right? Up to a million extra dollars in the in NIL funding for this Sun Angel Collective. Guys, I'm telling you right now, again, as somebody who has heard the numbers that some of these players make, right, in the two deep for for players that don't make any money, because that's reality too. And then also some higher level players at high level positions that command. Real money. An extra million dollars goes a long way in getting key guys to not only come, but to stay. Okay? I'm telling you that right now. There is significant, significant movement with that extra money. And again, this is from now until the spring game, the 2024 spring game. I don't believe the data has been released on that. I'm sure we're still a little bit of a ways away from that. But something to keep in mind when you see the Sun Angel Collective be popping up is, hey— I could donate 10 extra dollars here. That's an extra 10. Right. Right. It goes a long way. I think there, there are two reasons why this is not a coincidence that this is happening right now. Reason number one is that Ray Anderson is no longer the athletic director. Yeah. And I think a lot of these donors are now more willing to put their money where their mouth is to a higher extent than even some of those who were doing it before were. And I think number two is the fact that on yesterday's show, I promised to donate a band to he the, uh, the NIL Sun Angel Collective if I win 10 bands from Arizona Lottery Ticket. I think both of those were huge key factors in this coming out and being uh, reported on today. So though that's obviously huge. And look, I'm not like, I'm a pessimistic person overall. I know. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I it's... I kind of sometimes have to catch myself when I'm talking about Kenny because I feel like to, easy to fall I, in love with the man. Am I am I going <laughs> am I going too far? I don't I don't think I am because anything good that's happening with this program, it's like, oh yeah. Um, by the way, the huge driving factor in all of that was this dude named Kenny Dillingham. Exactly. And I know that you've met him, you've talked to him, like I've met him, like I've talked to him, like it's hard. To have that man talk to you about something he's so passionate about in ASU football and not be fired up about it. If he came in after I won the lottery ticket, all of that money might be going to the NIL yeah. because that's just the type of dude that he is when you can look him in his eyes and be like, hey, he, this guy cares more than anybody else. Yeah. And uh, William in the chat says, check your couch cushions. Let's see. Are there, is there any? 
any coin in here? I don't think there's any coin, but you guys should do that. And if you can put some money towards the NIL, like these guys that we're talking about three years down the line who might be entering the transfer portal after having some good seasons, they, they're going to demand some money. Like I don't see any of this going away anytime soon. I'm just glad that they're actually getting ahead of it and being proactive and giving incentives for people. Like this is how, whether you like it or not, this is how college athletics is now. So deal with it, embrace it, help out with it. If you are truly somebody who wants to see Sun Devil football, and not just like, not just football, like NIL is not just a football thing. Okay. It's all sports. It's all sports. And as NIL continues to grow, more athletes are going to get more exposure and they're going to demand more money. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Look, I, I want to leave you with this. Uh, before we get out of here, right? Like y you think about specifically, uh, I'm going to think to BJ Green, Jalen Conyers, and Jordan Clark, the three big name Arizona State players that entered the portal. And you you hear where they're going on visits. You hear where they're committing, right? Names like Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia, the big boys, Utah. These are programs, even BJ Green, 30 minutes in the portal had an offer from Mississippi State, right? That's an SEC program. Like you want, if you're a fan, you want one day a program's best player to enter the portal and their name, their list of visits has Arizona State on it. And you want opposing fans to be like, oh, he's going to go visit Arizona State, right? Like that's, that's big, right? The same way. And again, I'm not saying Arizona State's going to be Georgia, but still, I think Arizona State has the potential to be Utah at the least, right? To go out there, be competitively in the AP top 25 year over year, hand over fist to potentially get to be a CFP team now with the, the expansion here next season, mm -hmm. right? That's what Arizona State can be. What's it going to take? Well, it takes a staff and it takes players and it takes a buy-in from the community. You have the staff. I'm telling you, you have the staff. I've seen it. I've watched Notre Dame. I've watched LSU. I've watched Florida State. I've been to these places watching them play, practice, etc. I can tell you that this is a staff. This is a staff that knows what they're doing, okay? Now you've got the community, and then you've got the players. Well, these two things kind of go hand in hand, at least in this era of college football, right? Because you got to have a community full of donors and alumni that is going to support paying some of these players what it takes to get them here. And if you want, again, the community to rally behind it, you need players that are going to be talented, good, and want to play for Arizona State. So you have the staff. Now it comes down to... How much are you willing to invest in a good football program? Because guess what? Arizona State can be that. Arizona State can be a nine-win team year over year. They can be. They can be a team that you're talking about entering the season as an AP Top 25 team. Well, what does it take? It takes a commitment from the fans to have a little bit of faith that this coaching staff is in the right space to go out there and get some high-level players to be Arizona State. You want... Utah, you want Oregon, you want UCLA, you want USC, you want their Jalen Conyers, you want their Jordan Clark, you want their BJ Green adding Arizona State to their visit list. Well, it's going to cost you. How much are you willing to put down, right? That's what it comes down to. But that is going to do it for today's PHNX Sun Devil Show. Guys, on your way out, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. You can follow the program at PHNX underscore Sun Devils across social media. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totree. You can follow Mr. Eric Ruby here at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. You can follow DJ Danielle at Abracadanielle. And guys, we will see you here Wednesday evening 
for an Arizona State basketball postgame show. Stay locked and loaded. If there's any news, we're the place for you guys. On your way out, though, go Devils and peace.